Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we move from the doctrine of election to the doctrine of our redemption in Christ. Today's teaching is found in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 through 10. To understand redemption, take your mind to the slave market of New Testament times. The basic meaning of redemption is that you have been bought out of the slave market of sin and guaranteed a future of freedom in the presence of God. Please follow along with Pastor Harris as he explains this doctrine in today's slice of this week's message entitled, In Him We Have Redemption. But the most essential understanding of dispensationalism is recognizing that there's a difference between the church and the nation of Israel, that they are distinct. The, uh, Israel is not swallowed up by the church, and the church is not the the, the, the new version of, uh, of Israel. God will fulfill all of his promises to Israel eventually in the millennial kingdom. So there are those points of transition and change. There are different eras with different um, rules in a force, if you will. There are always many things, most things carried over from one dispensation to the next, but there are always new things that are, uh, that are added. And some of those um, nullify some of the things that were in force before them. But as you look at all those points of transition and change, understand this is all one continuous unfolding of the plan of redemption. And if you exegete each passage on its own, and then you put them all together, you observe both the amazing unity and continuity within the Bible, as well as certain discontinuity as the plan unfolds. Both of those things are true. Now, you say, I thought he was in Ephesians, but he headed somewhere for the desert south of Mount Home. Okay, What I want you to see is that this word, translated administration here, King James translates it dispensation four of the six times that it occurs. It's a slightly different form of the word that's usually translated steward or stewardship. The verb form means to manage. It's not used primarily as a period of time. But that word has been adopted that way, so we'll use it when we talk about dispensations. The component parts of the word translated administration are house, as I said, and manage. So the New American Standard captures well the sense of this word with our word administration or house rules. This means that there is an administration by God of a certain period of human history in which we happen to live. It speaks of the ways that God works in and through all of the events of all of the peoples of all of the eras of human history to fulfill His will. So, we have redemption in Christ 
back to verse 10, with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times, that's referring to Christ's coming, that is the summing up of all things in Christ, which goes on through the tribulation time and the kingdom time, things in the heavens and things on earth. So he's talking about when Christ came and subsequent to them, we to them, we have redemption. Summing up is a one of those fancy words in Greek. It's a polysyllabic word. I think it's about six syllables long. It's a translation of one Greek word, the core of which is the word for head. And the idea is of it all coming together again under one head in Christ. So our redemption is all about the plan of God in Christ to bring everything together. We're part of that now in the church. But there's even more to come in the future. We're going to see that uh, later in the chapter. We're going to see that later uh, several more times in Ephesians. So the key word today is redemption. Here's your overview of redemption from Ephesians 1, 7 through 10. The meaning, we've been purchased out of slavery to sin. The person of redemption obviously is Christ. He's the one who did the redeeming. The price of redemption is nothing less than his life or his death, depending on how you want to view it. The result of redemption is the forgiveness of sins. The source of redemption is God's grace. You didn't do anything to redeem yourself. You can't do anything to redeem yourself because, well, you're not perfect. And it requires the perfect sacrifice. The outcome of redemption is that God is in the process of bringing everything together under Christ. So, what do you do about it? Well, please don't go home and say, oh, well, what a great verse that is in Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. It is a great sentence. It is a great collection. But what are you supposed to do about it? Well, remember those two verses I read you at the beginning where Paul used that basic word, uh, agorazo, about buying something in the marketplace? Remember they were both in, both in 1 Corinthians, and 1 Corinthians was amazingly written to the church at Corinth. Corinth was so messed up that when Chuck Swindoll started preaching on 1 Corinthians, he called it 1 Californians. <laughs> Think of people that, you know... They, they've heard the gospel, they believe, but they still have a whole lot to figure out about what to do with it. So here's what to do with the doctrine of redemption. 1 Corinthians 6.20 For you have been bought with a price. Therefore, this is what you're supposed to do about it, glorify God in your body. Glorify God in how you live on this earth. Now, how do you do that? Well, you might even say, based on the mercies of God, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, because that's what God wants you to do. Realize it's a free gift. You didn't contribute anything to your redemption. You can't contribute anything. 
All the work is accomplished by God through what Christ did on the cross. You need to receive the redemption that is in Christ. How many slaves do you think had served a cruel master who then decided to sell them to somebody else and somebody comes along and says, okay, I want to pay the price for that one and that one and that one and then say, okay, you're free to go. How many of them do you think would say, no, I kind of like this cage? No, you've received your redemption. So glorify God in your in your body, you've received redemption in Christ so that you can now live a redeemed life. And He even gives you the power to live the redeemed life by putting His Holy Spirit within you. You just need to receive the free gift, if you will. In our daily studies through the Gospel of John, remember this a couple of weeks ago, John 1, 1, uh, John 1 12 and 13, It says in verse 11 that he came to his own world that he created. His own people rejected rejected him, but he said, As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Remember last time we talked about adoption? That's what we are elected to, if you will, that we become the adopted children of God. To those who believe in His name, you will become His, His children. So now that you understand redemption, if it's the cry of your heart to have this and you don't, then tell that to God. Ask Him to give you the free gift Ask Him to invade your life in the person of Christ. Tell Him you don't any longer want to be a slave to your sin. He will do what He's promised. You will be the recipient of redemption. Oh, and everything else that's described as every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Him. My friends, we're redeemed We've been set free. Let's glorify God in how we live. And let's pray. Our Father, thank you that we can come to you in the name of your Son, knowing that we stand in Him, knowing that um, we have all the riches of your grace that you have lavished upon us in Christ. Father, please don't let someone go away from here still choosing bondage rather than freedom in the Savior. And Father, there are people all around us who need to hear the message. Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He was buried. He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Put that message on our lips and give us opportunity, give us boldness to speak the truth in love to those who most desperately need us. And Father, may our redeemed lives provoke people around us to ask about our Redeemer because it is all for His glory and it is only by His power that we could ever be instruments of spreading Your grace. So use us to that end, we pray in Jesus' name.
Amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.